0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, April 23rd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. GameStop is reopening some of its stores while its executives are taking pay cuts. It might be a good idea to change your Nintendo account password as soon as possible. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to Game Pass in May. Minimal effect is a full-on Mass Effect parody video game, and reviews are online for XCOM Chimera Squad. GameStop executives are cutting their salaries ahead of reopening some stores. GameStop is among many retailers who are struggling during the COVID-19 pandemic, and the company previously pushed against closing its stores by trying to identify itself as essential retail which ultimately did not work as they were ordered to close by government officials in some states, though many stores have been able to stay in operation by providing curbside pickup options in compliance with various state regulations. The company announced yesterday that the whole process has been working generally pretty well, with the GameStop's CEO, George Sherman, being quoted in a press release, saying, Since we closed stores to the public on March 22nd, through omni-channel Fulfillment, leaving the quote here for a second, this is basically GameStop's fancy term for curbside pickup. Okay, back to the quote. We have retained over 90% of our planned sales volumes in the two-thirds of our stores that are conducting curbside operations. GameStop is starting to open some stores back up, and the press release reads... The company has begun the process of reopening stores in Italy, Germany, Austria, and the states of South Carolina and Georgia, and is preparing for the potential to reopen in other operating countries and states in the coming weeks. Perhaps the biggest news from GameStop's press release, though, comes from Sherman, again, being quoted as saying, Today we announced salary reductions for our senior management team and board of directors, as well as wage rate reductions for some other corporate and field support staff. In addition, we have offered certain corporate and other support team members the option to work under either half-time or half-pay structure or a temporary furlough program. We believe our aggressive focus on expense, inventory, and capital expenditure reductions will help preserve our financial health as we work to ensure readiness and ramp up operations as soon as conditions allow. Sherman is taking a 50% base salary reduction, and then CFO Jim Bell and the rest of the executive leadership team are taking 30% base salary cuts. And, quote, the Board of Directors has temporarily reduced cash compensation to directors by 50%, according to the press release. This is such a difficult, complicated situation, and it just feels too early to be opening stores back up, especially in states like Georgia and in my home state, South Carolina. But that's a larger issue related to the individual governments of those states. I think it would still be in GameStop's best interest to have those stores remain closed, despite the governor's giving the go-ahead there. Separate from that, however, I appreciate GameStop's executives taking salary cuts during this time. I don't know if it's the best way to support the employees who are in the stores working during the pandemic. I don't know what the best way to support them is, other than... You know, allowing them to retain their pay without requiring them to be in the stores. But if the executives taking pay cuts means more money goes into the pockets of those employees in the stores, which I really hope it does, then that's a good thing. Switch Nintendo accounts may be compromised, so it is recommended that you turn on two-factor authentication as soon as possible. Your Nintendo account on your Switch may be compromised as a result of a recent hack, which is especially troubling as financial and PayPal account data can be associated with the account in order to make eShop purchases. The BBC has a story on the security breach, and it writes, In the past month, players have been posting on Twitter, Reddit, and elsewhere about their PayPal accounts being used to buy hundreds of dollars of games or V-Bucks, Fortnite's digital currency. Technology site ZDNet reports finding adverts online by hackers offering those V-Bucks for resale. Similar attacks on other services often use passwords that are reused on multiple accounts. When a data breach exposes passwords for one site, attackers often try the same username and password combination on hundreds of others, hoping to find a match, but many online posts claiming to have been attacked say they use unique passwords for their Nintendo account. It's always a good idea to change your passwords periodically, obviously, but now is an especially good time to change your Nintendo passwords and turn on two-factor authentication, which is simple enough to do through settings. I did it this morning by signing into my Nintendo account on a browser and setting it up, so I would highly consider doing the same thing. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to Xbox Game Pass in May. Microsoft announced today that Xbox Game Pass is getting one of the biggest, maybe even the biggest game of the last five years with Red Dead Redemption 2. The game will be downloadable and playable for Game Pass subscribers starting on May 7th, but that also does mean that Grand Theft Auto 5, which is currently part of Game Pass, will leave on May 7th. So Rockstar is trading Grand Theft Auto 5 for Red Dead Redemption 2. I really enjoyed red dead redemption 2 while i was playing it tremendously but i definitely had moments of it feeling like a haul it's a long game and it felt long while i was playing it but the big thing about that game in retrospect is how much i think about it all the time and how much it has stuck with me and how impactful the story was I can't think of many video games where it feels like I have lived a full life in such a realized world. It really is genuinely a stunning achievement in interactive fiction, and if you are interested in video games at all, it's really one you need to play in full. I am hard-pressed to think of another modern video game that has left such an impression on me. It's a toss-up between it and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Minimal Effect, effect spelled with an A, is a full-on Mass Effect parody. Developer Toadman Interactive announced Minimal Effect today, which represents a surprising departure for the studio. It created Immortal Unchained, a dour, Dark Souls-inspired third-person shooter, and it is also working on Westmark Manor, a game heavily inspired by Lovecraft horror. But Minimal Effect is just a straight-on... Mass Effect parody video game. There, of course, have been funny video games that poke fun at a wide range of video game cliches, but I don't know that I have ever seen a game that directly parodies a specific singular game like this. The crew looks like cartoon versions of Mass Effect's various crews, the combat is third-person cover shooting with RPG elements, And then, you know, there's the fact that the game is called Minimal Effect. They are making no attempts to hide their direct inspiration. It's kind of wild. The combat and gameplay visuals look solid in the trailer. I have no idea if it will actually be funny, but I just appreciate Toadman Interactive's confidence here. If Bioware isn't going to make a new Mass Effect, or even re-release the original Mass Effect trilogy on modern consoles, someone might as well take a stab at it, right? The game is releasing in 2021. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. The XCOM Chimera Squad review embargo has lifted. XCOM Chimera Squad releases tomorrow, but reviews for the game are online today. It is currently sitting at a 78 on Metacritic. Screen Rants' Christopher Touton gave the game a 9, writing, Battles go by faster and there are many more instances of players simply having to accomplish a task and then run for their lives as wave after wave of never-ending enemies descend upon them than franchise fans may be used to. But all of the thought, all of the world-building, and all of the strategy which made the main franchise entries so popular is very clearly alive and well in this game. Game Informer's Ben Reeves gave the game an 8, writing, The XCOM series is well known for its intricate, turn-based action. Chimera Squad augments those systems with a few clever ideas, but some of the new systems don't play well with XCOM's existing foundation. The interwoven turn order and removal of permadeath are fun experiments, but they ultimately weaken XCOM's delicately balanced action. Chimera Squad is a neat standalone project, but it doesn't stand as tall as the rest of the series. PC gamers Tom Sr. gave the game a 72 and wrote that Chimera Squad is "...a curious XCOM experiment with a neat setting that I'd like to explore more. It's fantastic value too. This isn't budget XCOM exactly. It's an attempt to rework the series' rules into a snappier experience." There's a version of Chimera Squad, I can imagine, that's even more elegant and streamlined, but I still felt the familiar feelings of elation when a combo comes off and annoyance when that 90% shot misses. If anything, it's convinced me to start yet another XCOM 2 campaign, and that's not a bad thing. And then IGN's Tom Marks was on the lower end, giving the game a 7, and wrote XCOM Chimera Squad may be a full XCOM spin-off, but it feels more like testing ground for radical departures from the previous two games than a proper sequel. It plays with bold changes to the existing mechanics and story, but only props them up with a thin bit of scaffolding rather than a cohesive whole. Its unique characters are wonderful, and its new ideas are certainly an interesting change of pace, even if they sacrifice some of the deeper strategic choice and dynamically generated storytelling I love the series for. You can find links to all of those reviews in the show notes for this episode. I have only played the first 45 minutes or so of XCOM Chimera Squad, so I can't speak to the larger strategy or how well it expands on the series' tactical gameplay, but I like the world it establishes early on. It sells the uneasy piece of a world with a handful of alien species all trying to figure out how to get along, and I like how it all takes place in a single city. I've never been a big XCOM guy, but I like the tone established in Chimera Squad, so I could see myself playing more. After Final Fantasy VII Remake. And after Doom Eternal. And also Picross S4. Here's what released today. Azure Striker Gunvolt Starter Pack is out today on PlayStation 4. The series comes from developer Inti Creates, who specializes in creating throwback platforms inspired primarily by Mega Man. They've even developed a few official Mega Man games for Capcom. Azure Striker Gunvolt debuted on the 3DS in 2014, and it is a 2D platformer that looks like a Mega Man X game, and today's release brings the series to PlayStation for the first time, and it also gathers the first game and its sequel into one package. I played and beat the original game on 3DS, but it didn't leave a big impression on me. I remember it just being okay, but if you like that 16-bit era Mega Man X aesthetic, you will really like the way the game looks. The PlayStation 4 version has faster frame rates, and a new vocal track apparently created specifically for the PlayStation release. Little Town Hero is out today on PlayStation 4 in Japan. It's coming to PS4 in North America on June 2nd. Little Town Hero is notable primarily because it is developed by Game Freak, the studio behind Pokemon. Game Freak occasionally releases non-Pokemon games to varying levels of success. They released a game called Drill Dozer for the Game Boy Advance in 2005, and I absolutely love that game. It is easily their best non-Pokemon game, with Harmonite probably being second place, but Drill Dozer never got any sequels. I actually visited Game Freak in Japan in 2017 for a big feature with Game Informer, and they had a huge collection of Pokemon figures, but they also had a pretty big figure of Jill the protagonist from Drill Dozer, and I think they were surprised that I was so fascinated by it. I was more interested in that than all the Pokemon figures. I'll actually, I'll post a picture of that figure on the At Gaming Ride Home Twitter account. But anyway, Little Town Hero is one of the studio's rare non-Pokemon games, and even though it did come to Switch first, considering their relationship with Nintendo, it's always surprising to see Game Freak games come to non-Nintendo platforms. In terms of reception, reviews were middling. Apparently the game is just okay. MotoGP, the realistic motorcycle racing game, is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Developer Milestone SRL makes niche racing games pretty much exclusively and has been making MotoGP games since 2007. They don't release a new MotoGP every year, but they have been hitting them consistently since 2017. And the final big release today for a weirdly stacked Thursday is one we've all been waiting for, and it is, of course, Picross S4 for Nintendo Switch. The long-awaited fourth entry in the critically acclaimed By Me Picross S series features a total of 485 puzzles across four modes, Picross, Mega Picross, Color Picross, and Clip Picross, Two 30 by 30 puzzles and you can link data from the previous Picross S games to unlock up to three 40 by 30 puzzles. The game is only 168 megabytes so you can't use limited hard drive space as an excuse to not play this game. So you know what? Don't even try it. That's it for gaming news today. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, which, hey, you want to visit that if you want to see that drill dozer figure. It's going to blow your mind. You can also send me an email, kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion.